0: you're listening to the creating a brand podcast where we deliver weekly interviews on topics to help entrepreneurs make their first or next step in business the right one i am your host alex sanfilippo statistics show that humans are becoming lonelier than ever before in a recent poll it was determined that we only spend four percent of our time with our friends and entrepreneurs certainly do not help improve this statistic Although Creating a Brand is an entrepreneurship podcast, we cannot ignore this topic because it has been proven that friendship directly affects our level of creativity and results in business. In this episode, I'm bringing on my friend, Smiley Pozwalski. He is an author and speaker focused on helping people develop their friendships. Today, Smiley shares some ways we can begin to prioritize our friendships in a more meaningful way. If implemented, we'll begin feeling less lonely and begin living more fulfilled lives. For links to resources that will be mentioned during this episode, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 114. And now here's my conversation with my friend, Smiley Pozwalski.
1: Smiley, welcome to the Creating a Brand Podcast. Hi, Alex. Thanks so much for having me today. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. I wanna first off say that I so appreciate the heart and passion you put into your book friendship in the age of loneliness it's rare that i read a book that i actually feel but when i read this book i could mm. just feel your passion that you put into it and the energy you put into it and man talk about something that's just so needed today so thank you so much for for doing that and putting everything into this that you did
1: yeah thanks for that that was the idea i wanted to kind of create like a love letter to friendship Something that you, soon as you see it, as soon as you feel it, you're like, ah, like I already feel a little bit less lonely. Like I feel like a friend's there with me. I feel like I want to give this to a friend. I want to honor somebody in my life that I care about. Um, and that was really the goal. So it's really nice to hear that that's how you felt when you saw it. I, I think that you got that, man. And I
0: love that. And I'm very thankful for, shout out to our mutual friend, Shasta Nelson. She's the one who actually introduced us. I had her on the podcast last year and she talked about friendship as well, which if anyone's curious, it's creatingabrand.com slash zero five seven. But yeah, she was kind of to introduce us and I'm so glad that she did because I'm I'm glad to be talking with you about this topic today.
1: Shasta's amazing. She's a real pioneer in the friendship movement. She's been writing and speaking about this stuff for years, long before um, she was one of the first people to kind of put it on the map. So I I have a lot of love and respect for her work. And her new book is all about workplace friendships, which is super, super important in this current moment we're living in with the shift to remote work and hybrid work. so
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there. And now I, I know that a lot of the listeners, because Creating a Brand is an entrepreneurship podcast, and we just give straight to the point information about being a better entrepreneur, growing a business. So I know the question is being like, why are we talking about friendship on an entrepreneurship podcast, right? Like, and I, and I understand that. And I kind of want to give you the opportunity to to kind of jump into this for us. So can you talk about how social connection and friendship is actually vital to our health and being able to even build a business
1: sure um well i'll start with a statistic and kind of dive in a little bit of my personal story about why i think this matters but um, social support increases your sur- your chance of survival by 50 percent <laughs> it's one of the most important things you can do to live a long and healthy and happy life harvard did a study that tracked um uh, harvard sophomores from the year 1937 all the way to the present day over 70 years and they found that the single biggest factor in determining someone's health was their social relationships. The healthiest people at the age of 50, the healthiest people at the age of 80 had the best relationships at the age of 50, had nothing to do with their wealth, their status, their success, their influence, what companies they worked for. It had everything to do with the types of people in their life. Did they have people in their life that they cared about, who cared about them? Now, when we think about that, I think From an entrepreneurship standpoint, it literally kind of flips some of the metrics, right? It kind of says, okay, like your success is going to be determined not by how lucky you are necessarily, the press you get, the followers you have, right? If something goes viral, but by do you have people in your corner, right? Do you have other entrepreneurs you can turn to for support? Do the people on your team truly get you? Are your friends there for you when things Uh, When you're down or things are challenging, I call this uh, finding believers, finding people that believe in the beauty of your dreams. From my own personal experience in terms of how I became an entrepreneur and an author and a speaker, it was because of believers. I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. This is um, nearly 10 years ago, working a job for the U.S. government. I had everything on paper was perfect. I had a good job. I had salary benefits, but I was miserable. I wanted to quit my job. I didn't know how to kind of gain the courage for that and it was only, you know, when I met believers, other entrepreneurs that were going after their dreams, starting things, um, launching creative projects that they were like, Smiley, why would you be doing anything less in your life than reaching your full potential? And no one had really asked me that. Like the, my roommate in D.C. was like, dude, you have a good job. Like, you know, you're not supposed to like your job. Everyone hates their job. It's part of <laughs> life. Have another beer. And it was only when I met believers that were like, go for it. Go for your dreams. Like we got your back. Like you need to write a book. Like if you don't write a book, who's going to write your book? And because of those believers, I did quit my job. I moved 3,000 miles across the country to San Francisco, a city I'd always wanted to live in. And it launched my career. I ended up self-publishing a book that sold 10,000 copies and then got picked up by Penguin Random House. But it wasn't just me. I mean, I did write the book, yeah. But you know who's really responsible for that? Those believers, those people that held me accountable. So that's kind of my personal story for why this stuff matters. Like, yeah, we all want more friends. But like, if you're really trying to build... A business, if you're truly trying to launch a product, if you're trying to be a creative, like it's going to come down to the people in your life and people that have your back people that are in your corner.
0: Man, I, I could not agree more with that I, I think everything you just said was really beautifully said. And it leads me into a, a question because what you're sharing, I, I don't think that you're the norm. I would be very interested in knowing what you think the state of human connection is in the world right now. Like I, I think what you just shared is, is probably very rare, but maybe I'm wrong. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, if you look at kind of where things are, nearly two-thirds of Americans are lonely, 70% of millennials, 80% of Gen Z. This is data from 2019, so that's before the pandemic, <laughs> so before a year of social isolation and lockdown where it was really hard to actually see people in person for most folks. Um, the average American hasn't made a new friend in the last five years, right? So I think just to like kind of set those statistics up is like, hey, you're not alone. This stuff is really hard. Um, loneliness is actually defined as kind of the discrepancy, the subjective gap between your perceived, um, desired level of connection and actual level of connection. So it's that gap. And I think for now, a lot of people, you know, feel that gap because we might have a lot of connections on social media. We're connected to all these people on Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever, but we're actually looking for something deeper. It's not the same right? Having fans or followers or people that like your photo, what we're really striving for, what we actually need from kind of a human biological level is that deep connection. Someone that knows your story, someone you can be vulnerable with, someone you can uh, take a walk with or or spend a whole day hanging out with or even a weekend adventure with. It's that type of thing. So I think we're in this time in the, in the world where more and more people are feeling lonely because you know we're taught that what you need is more 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 right more likes more connections more followers and that stuff matters that can be important especially for building a business right but do not underestimate the power of one true friend that you tr- that like is really there for you right or a couple people in your life i think one of the lessons from this book is it's not about quantity it's about quality
0: Hey, Alex Sanfilippo here, and I want to take a quick moment to intentionally serve the world with you. Here's what I want you to do. Think of the one person you know who would most benefit from listening to this episode today. Now, I want you to send it to them, but also include an encouraging note explaining why you share this episode with them specifically. By doing this, you're helping me grow this podcast, and you're also adding value to the people you care about. With that said, thank you for your continued support. It means the world to me. And now, let's get back to today's episode. the stats you shared are, are kind of alarming. So like really, we've established that human connection and, and having friendships is is extremely important to your health, your longevity. And, but it seems to be we're we're getting further and further from that. Like we're getting more lonely. And from what you just shared, most of the people listening to this episode will be in that boat of feeling lonely. And, and that's kind of a crazy, like just a crazy thing to me. I'm, I'm thankful I have a lot of great friends in my life, but I want to make sure that we're helping other entrepreneurs do that as well. Because something else you just mentioned there, like your creative idea, sure, maybe you have the idea for your book, but your creative idea for actually getting out and doing it came from friendships. And I think that a lot of my creativity comes from just the people I spend my time with. And sometimes it's, we're not like, we're just hanging out at the beach and playing like spike ball now is, is the new thing that we're all playing. And then like the next day, I have a great business idea. But I believe it comes from filling myself back up in that way. And so I, I just know this is such an important topic for us to cover. So I'd love to just dive into a few key things I pulled out here to cover, if you're all right with that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, I think one of the things that just from that, that what you're what you're talking about is being present with people, you know, like the even I know ball is just a little example, but it's like, you're not on your phone, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, you're, you're actually just there, you're at the beach, you're hanging out, it's a nice day, you're playing and in that play, that space of play, there's such an opportunity for connection and vulnerability so the, the first section of my book is called Be More Playful. And I don't just mean like, you know, run around and be silly, like, you know, or, you know, dress up in onesies. You can do that. But I just mean be a little bit curious, right? Try new things. You know, if, if something's kind of intimidating you or scaring you, be like, I'm going to go to that event, you know, or I'm going to go to that virtual meetup or I'm going to hang out with this person that reached out that shares a similar interest or into similar things because you don't know what's going to happen. Like there could be some magic there.
0: Yeah, you know that's exactly where I was heading with this conversation. Is into that first section where you talk about being more playful. When I it's it's crazy. When I first read this book, I, like I was already thinking I had to put it down a couple times because I started looking up fun random things to do in the city uh, that we have. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, and there's always different things going on the beach. And I found a uh, it was called like a moonlight movie. They do it like at the seawalk pavilion down on the beach, and they just show a movie. It's like Jumanji that they're going to show in a few weeks. I'm like I'm just going to invite a bunch of friends out there. You sit on the lawn. And we're just gonna bring a blank out there. It starts at 9pm. It'll be super fun, right? Like, but that's something that I sometimes forget that we need to continuously be doing that. And that's just a fun thing. I'm gonna invite my friends and be like, what does he want to go do right like it's gonna kind of catch him off guard a little bit. But I think that this point is so important for us to do. And how have, now I have a question on it, though, like, how have you been able to just keep this mindset of, of play and the importance of it in your friendships going along as you're now launching a second book? and your career continues to, to grow, how do you find the time to do this and prioritize it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that keyword is prioritize it a little bit, like uh, Shasta talks about this too, is friendships don't just happen, right? Like they have, it's, a, there's got to be an intention there, especially as you get older out of college. You know, I think when we're in high school and college, it's easier because there's just people around, you got nothing to do, you're hanging out. When you get older, in your 20s, 30s, 40s. And you know, people maybe live in different cities or across the country, and maybe some people have Married or have children, you actually have to like make it an intention. You almost have to put it on the calendar. Exactly what you were talking about. Like, I'm going to this movie. Who wants to come? It's July third. You know, like just put it on there and mark it. And you know, I, I think creating, uh, making it a priority is important. Um, also realizing, like, hey, it starts with kind of taking a baby step, right? I don't, you know, starting small. I think um, there's research that shows that it takes nearly 90 hours with someone to become for them to become a real friend, which is a long time. So that's a little bit intimidating. You're like 90 hours. I don't have 90 hours, (laughs) but it kind of makes you be like, you know what? One day at a time, one hang at a time, one spike ball at a time, right? One movie at a time. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Like building trust takes some time and that's okay. So it's more just the intention that you're putting it out there and less like snap of the fingers. I'm going to make a best friend tomorrow. Cause I think often that's just not realistic. Um, creating kind of a recurring ritual, I think is really important. Um, Rituals are beautiful because they happen more than once. Like if you just do a one-off thing, it can kind of fizzle. Um, But in the same way, like a a key lesson for entrepreneurs around creating habits, right? If you create habits, if you're writing in your journal every morning, or if you're going to do the hardest part of your job every day before lunch, it's always happening. It's getting done. Same thing with friendship. Like if you're like, hey, you know, we do a boys' hike. You know, every summer with like your buddies, like it's on the calendar. Everyone knows to expect it. You get to look forward to it. You get to talk about last year's boys' hike right. and this year's boys' hike. So it's like this recurring thing. Um, it's like a simple switch, but I think it's really it, it's important. Um, I, I think those that's a, that's one tool I use.
0: Yeah, I think that's really smart to make it more than just the one-off. Go beyond that, make it something that you do every year, every month, every quarter, wherever it might be. I think I think that's really important. And the reason I like this whole idea of being more playful is when I think back on my life and even my entrepreneurial journey, like I don't remember all the milestones long term. I've had in my business, like I can remember hitting certain revenue numbers, certain membership numbers, and like I'll, I'll remember them if I go back and look. But I'm not like, wow, that was a really meaningful day, you know. But what I can remember is a day that me and some friends decided let's go rent a boat and just you know, ride around and see where we end up. Right. And doing that to thing, I'm like, man, I really remember that. And it, you're creating experiences. And I believe that experiences turn into the meaningful lifelong memories that you have. And so for me, mm. learning to play has just been such an important part of my life and just really enjoying it. And that way, when the days come that are really tough on work, and I, I spend 14 hours in the office, which I try not to do very often. It's okay. Like, it's like, Oh, but yesterday, I was like, I'm still like fried from being at the at the pool or the beach, you know, like hanging out with my friends and it makes it a little bit more okay and gives me those meaningful memories along the way.
1: Yeah. And you're also what you're doing is you're kind of creating like transformational experiences that are going to impact the work that you're doing creatively. Right. Like if you don't take that time off to kind of unplug be playful, be creative. I mean, a lot of this is, you know, uh, channeling your inner child, right? Like if you think about one of the most playful times in your life is when you're a kid, right? The rule, the expectation is like during recess, go play. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Go make a new friend. Like that's the point of your existence is to make new friends, be playful, run around. But we don't do that as adults. It's like, okay, work, look at a screen. But like, I can tell you as an author, I never get my best ideas from just being like, uh, looking at the screen <laughs> right I get my best ideas on a run hanging out with a friend in the shower reading another book that type of thing so just kind of um don't think of this as like another thing to do like another thing in your task list it's actually the very thing that's going to make you be more creative probably it's going to make you have those transformational moments um and also, you know, as someone that's a creative, I get inspiration for what I'm going to write about by the people I hang out with.
0: Right. Yeah. This book wouldn't have happened if you friend, if weren't hanging out with your friends because you have so many real life stories in it.
1: Yeah. It's like about my friends. It's about people that are doing interesting work. It's about, you know, my friend that started, you know, this event or that event and I get to go to those things um, and whatever you're building or working on, like you need to be spending more time with people to kind of test out your ideas to let them, you know, to to just be spending more time with people so i think like we don't have to uh divide it as be like okay work time and friend time you know it's like i mean obviously you got to get your work done but i think it's of like course. you know building more friendship as part of the regular cadence of your life is going to add value to every aspect of your life even the professional
0: well said man i couldn't agree with that anymore I actually want to transition this conversation a little bit here. I want to talk about some of the other sections in your book, starting with this idea of being a better friend, because it all starts with us, right? I'm a firm believer in to have friends, you have to be a friend. So I'd love for you to talk about a little bit more, what does it mean to be a better friend?
1: Yeah, to me, this section is really about, um, most importantly, kind of taking care of yourself first. Right, like I know that like, we're talking about other people, but it's like really hard to show up for other people if you're not taking care of yourself first, your own sleep, your own exercise, your own health, your own mental health. This is something that I think has come up a lot in the pandemic with kind of the mental health crisis we're experiencing. Like a third of Americans were showing signs of clinical anxiety or depression during the pandemic, which makes a lot of sense because it was such a hard time for so many people. So just prioritizing that in service of how you show up for other people right? Um, I think it's like belonging to yourself first before you can belong in the outside world. And before you can create those experiences and belonging and sense of empathy and love for other people, you kind of have to feel that within being okay with yourself, understanding yourself. Um, And I also think, you know, one other thing is honesty. Like I talk a little bit about the book of saying no and creating boundaries. Like if someone you know is wanting to spend time with you and that person is not adding a lot of value to your life like it's okay rather than being flaky and always kind of being like yeah let's make a plan and then never hanging out just say like hey right now i'm really full and i'll reach back out to you in a few months or saying hey like you know i don't think uh, i want to spend time with you right now that's okay like being honest and and saying no or saying yes to things that you're excited about but no to things that you that you're not is actually a really good practice um, in general for, for, for all, again, for all aspects of your life. That's the cool thing about the friendship stuff. It's related to everything. Um, right. And also the, another thing about being a better friend, like being a hype person for other people, right? We're so used to now with social media as kind of like the highlight reel for our, our work, our lives. But like what if you use it occasionally at least to hype up other people? being like, Alex just launched a podcast. This podcast is so dope. Like here's why I want to celebrate Alex today. Or, you know, I'm my friend is really looking for a job right now. I'm gonna like make it my goal to get them a job, or at least to like get them a couple of leads, right? Or to help sell their product. Like what a beautiful thing to do. Cause that's like A, you're giving. There's research that shows that the people that are m- more givers Um, that comes back around to them, they end up being happier, they end up being more successful, they're likely going to get helped out down the road in the future. But just kind of coming to your friendships from a place of service and love and giving is a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, these are such good points, man. I mean, it does start with you. I agree. Like being a good friend starts with you. Because if you show up to every conversation, negative, drained, other people aren't going to want to be around you. And that really didn't help. It's got to be based on some some form of positivity, at least. And yeah, you can have the hard conversations. But if you're not taking your, care of yourself, you're going to be the person that brings everyone else down. They're like, "Oh, here comes, here comes Alex. You know, like, watch out. Totally. He does not take care of himself. He expects us to take care of him." And then, yes, yeah, saying no is a great way to do that. And I've got people in my life that, when I started this business, I had to get more intentional. I have, I spend time with less people now, but I spend more time with them if that makes sense. So, Same. I, I did, I, yeah, and I just, I had to make that decision to do that, and it was really important. So that was me saying no. And these these points that you're mentioning, I think, are just really so important. I'm, and there's something that you mentioned, I want you to just expand on a little bit, because you had a chapter, I'm very thankful, for, thankful for this chapter, you called it be less flaky. And uh, again, personally, as someone who uses a calendar and understands that we all have access to one, I really appreciate that that chapter. But could you talk about that just for a moment?
1: Yeah, so I grew up on the East Coast. Um, and people on the East Coast, like make plans, you know, so you know, if you're like, Hey, it's great to see you. Let's hang out. Great. Cool. How about Saturday? Boom, it's on. It's just like, right. that's how people roll on the East Coast. It's just like, You're either available or you're not. Now I live in San Francisco and people in San Francisco and other parts of California are way flakier. It's like, Hey, good to see you. I'm like, cool. Like, yeah, great to see you. Maybe we should, let's hang out sometime. Let's make a plan. They're like, yeah. Like, how about next Thursday? Well, I don't know. Like maybe text me. I'm like, do you want to hang out or not? Like, well, you know, so it's this flakiness that's just super (laughs) pervasive in the Bay area. Um, and I think like, it's just serving nobody. You know, like if you don't want to hang out with someone, articulate it. And if you do make a plan, it's that simple. Because if, you know, being less flaky is going to actually help you determine who you actually want to spend time with, right? If, if something, if you don't feel in your body that you're excited to see someone, like don't, like you should be excited to see someone, but don't lead them on, right? Like that you're wasting your time and their time. And that's not fair. And it's actually really disrespectful. So I think like one of the processes in this book is like figuring out, as you were saying, kind of, you don't need a lot of people, but you need a few people and knowing who those people are. um, You know, a lot of, a lot of the research shows what people are looking for is much more depth and more quality relationships. Again, not quantity, quality. So I think being less flaky kind of makes you be like, okay, cool. Like if I'm feeling like I want to be flaky around this person, like I should focus my energy elsewhere. (laughs) <laughs> this is a sign that this time could be spent with a different friend or on work or something else. And that I'm wasting my time and their time. And getting, you know, putting friendship more at the center of your life means being more intentional about who you're spending time with.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And it actually is a great segue into another section of your book, which you were talking about investing in friendship. And you talk about this, this concept of going deep rather than wide that we kind of just discussed, which is you don't have to have 100 different people that you know or spend time with. It's more about the few that you can really go deep with. And I I just love to hear more of your thoughts on this idea of investing in friendships.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I really love the idea of kind of the one-on-one. You know, I think there's a place for the group hang, like maybe like everyone's going to the movie or spike ball or whatever, kind of like as a way to gather people. But kind of these one-on-one hangs where, you know, you lose track of time. It's not just like a coffee date or dinner. It's actually like a whole day adventure or maybe an overnight. Really where you're kind of uh, able to like really be there for a person and, and invest in kind of who they are and listen to their stories, kind of get past the highlights a little bit. Um, I think that that's a big piece of investing in friendship, kind of just helping sometimes. Sometimes we kind of wait for people to make an ask. And obviously if our friends make an ask, we should try to help them. But sometimes it's such a beautiful thing to just like do something you know that they're going to love, like buy them something like their favorite you know their favorite beer or their favorite kombucha or whatever a little gift that's gonna make them happy and just give it to them be like i got you this you know what a beautiful thing or like hey i know you're working on this you know like you're launching something new right now i'm just gonna show up to your place and drop something off or like bring some takeout for you like, that's just gonna go so long it's not you're not waiting for someone to be like i could really use someone to drop off some food tonight i'm working late like i don't have time to go pick up dinner right? Like, what a beautiful thing. I agree, man, that is just
0: such an important point. And both those things kind of go to honoring that one on one, like if you're not waiting for someone to ask, you're just stepping out and helping you're honoring that one on one. I do think that a lot of entrepreneurs, they struggle with this, though, because they, they're smart. So they look at their time as being more limited. So they kind of assume that if I can get more of my friends together, I can be hanging out with my friends because I don't have as much time to hang out anymore. Uh, Does that make sense? What I'm saying? And I'm sure you've seen that as
1: well. I think it's a yes. And I think you like, you know, you need the kind of hangs where everyone's getting together. And th- those can be great, because you're getting multiple perspectives, and p- different people are bringing different energy. And that's a positive. But i just, you know, all, all I'm saying is that there's a real beauty in like, kind of the, developing those one on one relationships. And especially if you know, what I what I what what's kind of a pet peeve of mine is that when you're making a plan to hang out with someone that is a good friend, or that you really are is that you have a real close relationship with and they bring someone that you don't really know very well. And it's just like, it just disrupts the whole flow and everything's off. You got to bring them up to speed on all the inside jokes. You know, they don't know the whole story. They don't know, like, you're telling a story about your ex. They don't know the ex. Like, it's a whole thing. So, right, you know, it's, it's both. I think I get that people are busy, but, you know, we're all busy and everyone's busy, right? But we can make time for the people that we care about
0: to this whole point of investing in friendship, it's just like anything else in life. You get out of it, whatever you put into it. And I think it's just so true with our friendships. So you got to be willing to put some time in. And one-on-one, to me, is some of the most meaningful conversations I've ever had of those one-on-ones. Because if there's not, like you're saying, that third party or five other people present, you can go really deep into a conversation. So I really love this point here. And I want to move on to, to staying in touch, because I noticed that more than ever, people move for jobs now, which might be changing a little bit as the world Continues to adapt to the world we live right now, but more and more people have, especially this last year, I feel, have really struggled to stay in touch. And I just want to get really practical here and hear some of your advice for how you stay in touch, because you mentioned East Coast to West Coast, and I'm sure you've been more places in between as well. So, how have right. you been able to do this? And just give some practical advice for the entrepreneurs that are listening today.
1: I think the key is kind of picking your communications medium, right? You don't have to be good at at everything, right? Maybe you're not a good texter, but you like making phone calls. Maybe you're more of a FaceTime person or you like the video messages uh, or writing letters, just kind of knowing whatever that medium is and rocking it. And be, you know, like I love writing letters and postcards, like that's my thing. I like keeping track of addresses. I like getting stamps. You know, it, I think it's nice. I know I love getting mail that's not bills or catalogs. Oh, <laughs> me too. Like how often <laughs> the same. do you get any mail Especially the these catalogs days? you
0: didn't ask for, right?
1: So. Yeah, it's like all <laughs> this crap. So right. I love getting mail. I love sending mail. So that's my thing. So I just make an intention to kind of send out letters or postcards every now and then for friends. Um, so you don't have to be good at all of them. A lot of people are like, well, I'm not good at staying in touch. Like that's kind of... I, I think is is weak sauce. You can say, I'm not good at phone calls, but you send text messages or you make a video message for somebody or you use a specific app that you like to use to communicate, WhatsApp or whatever it is. You know, so the key is knowing what you are and then knowing, knowing what your communications medium is and then knowing how your friends like to be communicated with, right? Because some people are different. I'm a big fan of just like picking up the phone and calling people. You know, I think scheduling is important but there is nothing like getting that spontaneous call. Obviously, like if someone were to call now, we're on a podcast, my phone's off. You know, right. no, I'm not yeah, going to pick like up it. if you're in a meeting. But to get a call when you actually can take it and it's your friend calling, you're like, oh, my gosh, what's up? You know, it's such a beautiful thing. Even just leaving a message or just a missed call, like someone's like someone's thinking of you. And I think we, if anything, we've learned this last year. We all need a little bit more of that love in our life, a little bit more gratitude. Um expressing that gratitude is a beautiful thing you know i think like if you could if if your only way that you're good at staying in touch is letting a few people know every week that you're grateful for them however you do that (laughs) sending them a note a letter phone call text message dm on instagram whatever your life's going to be better their life's going to be better
0: yeah, you know, something I've started doing during the during lockdown stuff like that, I hate to always bring it up because I want this content to be evergreen. But at some point, <laughs> like at one point in the world, we all couldn't see each other as much, right? I started actually sending just, I have an iPhone, so I started sending just audio text. So I would just speak into it. And at first, everyone was like, Alex, you're so cheesy doing these audio texts. And then like a couple weeks later, everyone's like, hey, like I'll send them just regular text. Like, hey, I don't want a regular text for I want an audio text. People just start really liking it. And all <laughs> I right. would do is I'd think about that person and I would actually encourage them somehow like with something that they're already good at be like hey you've been always really a good friend with this And every few weeks i just check in with people and now some people like i I see them today and they still always referencing because i still do it today they're like oh i'm gonna probably get a a, you know a video or um, an audio message from alex this week you know like people are always making jokes about it but the truth is it it adds value it's something different and and people just find it encouraging and that's i think such an important thing to do is to encourage the people that are in your life
1: Right, and it's thoughtful. I mean, yeah, a lot of my, I, a lot of people are really into the audio message. It's great. It's just different, right? It's it stands out, right? One of the things you know we talk a lot about in business is like the power of standing out, doing something kind of unusual or different or meaningful. That's a great way of doing that from a correspondence habit, right? Um, so again, figure out what your medium is and then rock it.
0: Yeah, you know, and to the, I consider to be a cop out. When people just say I'm not good at staying in touch. I'm not either so I got an app for it. I use the app called Fabric and you reference yeah. it in your book actually. It's one that I use and it just it I I pick how often I want to follow up with certain people and it just brings them to the top of the list. And some people are like, "Oh, well that's cheating. It's not authentic." Is the word I've heard people use. But I'm like, "No, I I track what I value." Like totally. you track your money because you value your money, right? Like if you're just like, "Oh, I don't look at my budget. I don't do any of that." It's like, "Well, then you really don't value it." So for me, my friendships, same thing. I hold them in high regard. I want to make sure I'm remembering to keep up with my people. So yeah, I'm somebody who's maybe not good at staying in touch either, but it's helped me do it. So I have these systems in place that encourage me to
1: continue to do that. And I'm sure you use something very similar as well. I love that. Like, yeah, I think whatever, you know, there's, I include that in my section on kind of apps that help you make meaningful connection, just because you're using an app isn't a bad thing Like that app is helping you stay in touch with people. It's giving you reminders. I think that's beautiful. Um, I was using the app Marco Polo to kind of send like quick video messages, which I love. And then uh, there's a great tool called Tribute. Um, I don't know if you're you're familiar with Tribute. It's like allows you to kind of create a video montage for someone's birthday or graduation or a wedding or even, you know, to celebrate them in any way. And you can create that for a friend. That's a really cool, really cool tool as well.
0: You know, I think the point here is that we prioritize what's important to us. And if friendships are important to you, then you need to start prioritizing them. Or if they're not, maybe you need to, Rethink your life a little bit, but these are just really important points that we're bringing up here about staying in touch. Because I believe it's just it's it's foundational. I'd hate to wake up in two years from now and realize I hadn't talked to somebody that I considered to be close at one point. Mm. And I do understand sometimes you fade away from people, but if that's not the case, and I'm just letting my uh, my lack of tracking keep me from doing that, I, I just I don't want to be that person. I think it's healthy for all of us to to be intentional if we can. Agreed. Well, this has been a great conversation, Smiley. I want to ask you if you have any final thoughts on this topic of friendship before we close out the episode.
1: Yeah, I would just say that, you know, one thing I've learned, you know, especially speaking to entrepreneurs, we're so focused on kind of the growth and scale and more, more, and more. And for good reason, right? We're all trying to build our businesses. One of my biggest takeaways from writing this book and 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 publishing it is sometimes less is more, and that there is a power in, you know, developing or um, investing in one friendship or a couple friendships and if you take away anything from this book or 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 listening to me it's just simplify it a little bit right kind of say you know what i'm just going to make an intention to spend a little bit more time with my friends this year right? Or even, you know, this month, and that that's enough. Like that, like, that's like, the like, we're always setting these goals that are insurmountable or growth, we need to like, you know, acquire this many customers or grow by this percent. And it's like, never happens. But it's just like, I'm giving you something you can do. Spend more time with your friends. It's simple, yet it's going to be profound. And, and that's a worthy enough goal. And and something that um, I think is meaningful in this world, especially in this, this time we're all living in right now.
0: Man, I love that. That's such a powerful way to end this episode. Smiley, thank you again for this, this time and I uh, really enjoyed it. I know it's going to really speak to a lot of people. So thank you again for being
1: here. Thank you, Alex, for having me. Thanks all everyone also for listening. This
0: was a really fun conversation. I learned a lot from Smiley through his book and this interview. Smiley has actually motivated me to begin looking for more fun ways to create experiences with my meaningful friendships, and I certainly hope this inspires you to do the same. What's most important is to remember that friendships, more than work, is what will lead you toward a more meaningful life, and when you look back in the future, it's your friendships that you're going to remember, so I encourage you to begin prioritizing your friendships in a way you never have before. Smiley, thank you again for being a guest and helping improve human connectedness. I greatly appreciate your work. To pick up a copy of Smiley Pozwalski's book, Friendship in the Age of Loneliness, please Visit creatingabrand.com slash 114. Thank you as always for listening, and I'm looking forward to bringing another Masterclass episode next week.